We Are Dog Nation podcast reports and opinions are not a reflection of UGA. This is not the official podcast of UGA. At least not yet. This is the We Are Dog Nation podcast. I'm your host, Nation, and that is short for Dog Nation. And October 27th, 3.30 in the afternoon, can't get here fast enough. It is officially We Hate Florida Week. And let's get real. We hate those lizards. And yes, I said lizards. 365 days of the year. And our dogs lead the series by a total of 50 wins to 43 losses and two ties. And come next Saturday night, it's going to be 51, 43, and 2 in favor of the dogs. And these idiots already are talking trash. Doubling down on what they said earlier uh, last year. But C.C. Jefferson, the defensive lineman, says it's going to feel so good when we beat them this year. It's just going to feel great. Uh, son, first of all, you got to play the game. Secondly, you got to fa- face the Georgia team that just came off a loss who is very angry right now. It's not going to go well for you. And then I looked up his name. C.C. I'm thinking Chris Compton, maybe it's Chris Carter, you know, something like, or maybe Christopher, Christopher. No, C-E-C-E. I have only met women with the name C-E-C-E as in C-C. So you're you're already messing up right there. You got a woman's name. Then let's not forget what that idiot Dan Mullen said when he took over the Florida job. They asked him, what are you going to do to keep up with UGA? This dummy says, well, a blind squirrel can find a nut every now and then. Oh, really, Dan Mullen? If that's where we're going, don't think the guys can remember that. Don't think there's not fuel fuel uh, for the fire. Don't think there's bulletin board material, because it is, and we're coming for you. And it's, it's going to be much like last year. Matter of fact, I'll get my score out there now. I'm calling it 38-17 to 17 dogs win. Now, been, we're on bye week. I know the guy from back at work, practicing, working hard, going hard. So, come off this bye week, get ready to go into this week here. Get ready to go 7-1 after meeting these Gators this week. I got to think, what are some things that I want to see that's improved on and we come back from? Much like after we lost that game to Auburn, we came back with a vengeance, finished out strong, got a revenge against, revenge against Auburn last year, and beat them down. So, what are we going to do after losing this game here? And let's, let's, and let's, let's face let's be real. If we had to lose one game this season, who we rather lose to, LSU or Florida? I hate losing, period, but I'll choose LSU. So, Florida don't stand a chance this week. But anyway, let's get down to what my wish list of things I want to see that the dogs worked on in the, in the bye week that I'm looking forward to seeing going forward the next half of the season. First and foremost on my list, Demetrius Robertson, the highly touted uh, transfer who should have came to Georgia the first time, who's not starting. I would love to see him get on the field, get some very significant playing time. Matter of fact, I would love to see him on the field at the same time with McCole Hartman and Riley Gridley and really give the defense coordinator some nightmares. Next on my list, I would love to see. I would love to see Holyfield. 
I think I believe DeAndre Swift is kind of still uh, battling some injuries right now. I'm not quite sure on that. Hope he's healed up. But if not, if he if he is battling injuries, get the ball to Holyfield about 20, 25 times. That guy runs really, really aggressive. Matter of fact, he runs like his father fought. So get feed that guy. He's he's fresh. He's been waiting. I want to see more touchdown runs like he had last year against Florida. Over and over and over again. But I want to see that ball get ran down the floor to get the stroke. Then I want to see the defense next to my I want to see that defense step up, stopping that run, making those adjustments, flying around the ball, doing what they're supposed to do. And I also want to keep, see the defensive backs keep doing what they're doing. Mainly with defensive backs, I want to see Tyson Campbell take that next step up. He's a, I know he's a true freshman, but hey, it's time to turn that corner and really step up. He having some troubles right now, a little freshman blues. He kind of reminded me of DeAndre Baker back in the day because right now DeAndre Baker, he's a top five pick coming up pretty soon. Next April draft, you know, first round draft pick. He's a shutdown corner. But it wasn't always that way. He has some he has some, uh, some battling days. He has some down days starting off. But right, but look at him now. Look at, right now, no one scored on him since the Liberty Bowl in 2016. Going on two years, nobody scored on him yet. So, I think and believe that Tyson Campbell has the exact same chance of being that great. Also, Devon Wilson, who I'm hearing the great things about his rehab. He's back in practice, all that good stuff. I'm hoping that he gets in the game. Devon Wilson is another true freshman out of Miami Northwestern. He enrolled early, but he tore his ACL during spring practice. And Kirby Smart was really high on this kid because he had a really he had a really first uh, great three days of spring practice. A matter of fact, on his Twitter handle, he had put there, put down he was the best cornerback in the nation. He said, film don't lie. He was very, very, very good in high school. So, hope to divide Wilson can bounce back and get in there and get some playing time and really help out that secondary uh, the second half of the season. And most importantly, what I would love to see, what I need to see, I'll, and this is going to take me right into uh, kind of the part two of the Justin Fields thing I started on last week. I want to see at least 40% of Justin Fields on the field and let Justin Fields be Justin Fields. Let him throw the ball. Let him run run like he want to run. Throw like he want to throw. Turn him loose and watch what happens. This guy is very special. I want to touch on some things about Justin Fields this week that I forgot to touch on last week. I just had so much going on. But come right back up, kind of a part two of who exactly who Justin Fields is, the type of quarterback that he is, and the impact that he's going to have at UGA if they do it right. Be right back. Don't go anywhere. Okay, so welcome back. I want to get into part two with this thing about Justin Fields. I did not get a chance to finish last week. Now, many of you may know that Justin Fields was the number two recruit coming out of high school last year, but really, he was the number one recruit overall. And let me explain exactly why. There's this thing called the Elite 11. The Elite 11 has, you have, you're invited out 
the top 24 quarterbacks in the whole entire country. It is a passing competition, not a running competition. There's no 40-yard dashes. There's no scrambling drills. There's no cone drills from running. It is strictly passing. So for four days, what they do, they work on passing drills, putting the ball on the money, throwing the wide receivers. By the fourth day, at the rate your passes and rate your, rate your accuracy and where you're placing the ball at, by the fourth day, they have you in like a 707 uh, passing games. And you got to compete and you got to throw touchdowns, you got to read defenses and not get picked off and all that good stuff. For the 2017 uh, Elite 11 count, what at the end of that, what happens is 166 of the top players in the country go to go to Oregon and compete in this competition on long deep quarterbacks. So you're out there with the best of the best, the best defensive backs, the best wide receivers, the best running backs. You're out there competing as a quarterback, and they're throwing the ball to the different teams and stuff that's up there competing to be the, the best quarterback in the competition. Now going into this competition, Trevor Lawrence was number one, the number one quarterback in the country, all this good stuff, and he was a Clemson commit. And he was the favor to win it all. He was six, he's six, six, two ten, and the favorite to walk away with it. But Justin took over. This took over. He had like seventy three percent completion rate, no touch, no interceptions thrown, and like sixteen touchdowns in the whole scrimmage of all the games he played. He was phenomenal. He bumped Trevor Lawrence out of first place and took over the number one spot in the whole entire country as the number one, number one player in the, whole, in the country for the 2018, 2018 class. The only reason why he got knocked out of first place to second place, right when the playoffs about to happen, and matter of fact, I was at this game, and I, no, I'm sorry, that, the, I was, that was the next game. I went to the game. I went to go see him play the week before he hurt his finger. That's what it was. So... But I did see him play in person. He was phenomenal uh, there in high school at Kennesaw, and I met him at the game. But the next following game, he broke his finger, and he wasn't, he had had surgery. He was not allowed to finish out the season. And but Trevor Lawrence was still playing, and so he was still playing, getting stats. He eventually took over the number one spot. Had that not had happened, and Justin Fields was still playing. Justin Fields was a held on number one spot in the whole entire country. But ESPN still had him rated as number one overall recruit. But some services dropped back number two. Before that, he went to Cam Newton past the camp. And Cam Newton said, look, this kid is the best quarterback in the country. He's the best player in the country. Mark it down. Cam was right. While he was at the, the Elite 11 camp, Trent Dilford was like, he's a passer who just happened to be a very freakish athlete. And he said, despite all those players that came to Elite 11 before, he said he's never seen a quarterback quite like him. And this kind of name a few of the quarterbacks that have come along. I mean, there's no guarantee if you go to Elite 11, you're going to be all-star, obviously. But a few of the quarterbacks who have won it or been there and participated, like some of our own, like Matthew Stafford, Aaron Murray, uh, James Winston was he he won he was the co-MVP. Tua Tagovailoa he won it the year before. And for Trent Dilfer to say he's never seen anybody quite like him, that's saying something very serious about how good this guy is. 
Luke Ford was the number two tight end in the country. He was like 6'6", 245. He's out of Illinois. He was the number one player in the state of Illinois. He was so he was on Justin Fields' team. So impressed with Justin Fields and their connection, he decided, you know what? I'm coming to Georgia. I want to play with Justin Fields. Jaden Hazelwood, who recently did who recently decommitted from UGA, who I have inside sources saying that he was kind of discouraged how uh, Justin being used because one thing they said asked him, "What's keeping you, you know, held strong to UGA after all this time? After all, you committed very early." He said, "Well, you know, like the coaching staff and like like the fans, all type of stuff." He said, "But I know my boy Justin Fields gonna do right by me, and if I can see it and the fans can see it, I know other recruits can see. Okay, clearly." Justin's the better player. And he's be playing. So my prediction is if Justin gets the playing time he deserves and let him throw the ball, and I'm so hoping it'll be a major letdown this week coming up. They don't like let him throw the ball like he wants like to throw the ball. When you get out there throwing the ball like he wants to throw the ball, that's going to help keep top recruits hanging on like this is the guy they want to play with. He's a player's player. He's a, a young man's man. And guys want to play with him. And, it, and that just, just goes, to sh- goes to show like with Jaden Hazelwood. And so, that's kind of like a little more detailed background about um, Justin Fields. I, if we want to like, a good example of what he can do, I know it's Middle Tennessee State. Go back and look at YouTube. Look at Middle Tennessee State. Just type in Justin Fields. Versus Middle Tennessee State. He threw the ball. He pulled the ball down and ran ran some when there was coverage. Nobody was open. He threw a touchdown pass on the money. And he ran one in. Now, I know the Middle Tennessee State, but he looked very good doing it. I say turn him loose. Kirby said that, hey, um, he's not afraid to let Justin throw. He shouldn't be. The young man's highly intelligent. He had like a 3.8 GPA come out of high school. He, matter of fact, he got accepted to Harvard. And his mom asked him, hey, are you, are you going to Harvard? He's like, no, mom, not no football in Harvard. So he, he's, he can read defenses. Like I said, he won a passing competition. So for those who maybe think he's mostly run, no. He is run second, pass first. He is a very special talent. And many people are comparing him to Cam Newton, but better. And he's definitely more humble. So we got to play this guy. We gotta give him, gotta get him in the mix. It was the point again. This is not me bashing Jake Fromm. I love Jake Fromm. Great, he's a great player. And just that you got somebody behind you who's phenomenal. Okay, and so it's quite clear and evident to me, evident to me, at least what I can see thus far. Jake Fromm is not going to get drafted. If he does get drafted, it'd be around some around seventh round, something like that. That's this is not this is not gonna be the same situation. Those you can remember, DJ Shockley sitting behind David Green. That's not gonna happen. You, that Justin Fields is not gonna sit and wait three years waiting for uh Jake Fromm to graduate and leave. That's not happening. And Kirby gotta make a decision. He said there's a open competition going on at Georgia. The door has never closed. I'm hoping he's a man his word. He builds uh brings Justin along slowly. Or maybe we'll put him in, put him in the game and give him some give him some reps. 
get him going because I just believe he's the future. I'm not saying it's guaranteed that if you start Justin Fields, we're going to win it all this year. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying it's not, it's not possible because anything is possible because Bama has struggled mightily against scrambling quarterbacks. But you give this guy the next five regular season game, give him the SEC championship game, give him a bowl game, whatever happens after that, and watch out come sophomore and junior year. You might you might be looking at, especially with the rest of this team that's really young right now, that's six to eight percent freshmen freshmen and sophomores, you might be looking at back to back championships. At least one. That I'm quite positive of and I firmly believe if Justin Fields is the quarterback at UGA. I just think it's time to make the decision. So but I'm all I'm if if they don't, I just hope Jake has a great game. He can play lights out and get to a first round caliber type player uh level. But right now I don't see it. And I'm I'm really hoping that they go series and series and let Justin do his thing and move that ball down the field. So I will be coming back to you next Sunday evening with another podcast as we take down those stinking lizards. Not gators, lizards. That's exactly what they are. As CC and the girls take on our mighty dogs. All right? Y'all have a great Bulldog week. I will see y'all. We'll talk to y'all next time. I'm out. And as, and as always, go dogs. Sick them.